0: This is day four together for a look through the book of Philemon. The entire book we are studying this week is one chapter book in the Bible, an amazing book about how you and I can deal with conflict. We've been talking about the steps that the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to write in this book. First, you begin by applauding the positive. Then you appeal with wisdom. Then you appease those who are wronged. Then number four, what do you do? You apply your faith. You let faith be lived out in the relationship. Here's what Paul did. In verses 20 and 21, he writes to Philemon, I do wish, brother, that I may have some benefit from you in the Lord. Refresh my heart in Christ, confident of your obedience. I write to you, knowing that you will do even more than I ask. Paul writes with faith. How many times have you gone into an argument? How many times have you gone into a conversation and you really expect failure? Failure. You really expect them to act like they've always act, or you really expect it to one more time, here we go, to give the best opportunity, to confront the conflict so that a solution can happen. You have to walk into the conflict expecting God to work. If you're not expecting God to work, why even have the conversation? <laughs> if you're not expecting God to work, the only thing that can happen out of the conversation is another argument. And yeah, I know, we're human beings, sometimes we want another argument. Sometimes we're we're just so selfish that we want to get involved in the argument one more time. But once you're ready to get out of the argument, once you're ready to solve the conflict, once you're ready to confront that thing in your life with somebody else that just isn't working, once you're ready to confront someone about something in their life that isn't working, that you want to see changed, you desperately want to see changed, what do you do? You have to apply your faith. Why? Because faith raises your expectations. When you have faith, you expect something different. Without faith, you expect failure. You, you might wish and I mean a human wish here. You might wish something good would happen, that some surprise would happen, but you walk in expecting failure. With faith, with faith you expect the two things that Paul expected here. You expect obedience and you expect grace. He writes and he says confident of your obedience, I write to you. Not obedience to Paul, by the way, but obedience to Jesus Christ. I I just want to say you have every right to expect another believer to obey the Lord. Why? Because God's given us his word to help us to obey. He's given us his spirit to strengthen us to obey. So you can expect obedience, not in a selfish way, but in a faith-filled way. When you talk to someone about their faith in Jesus Christ, you need to talk as if their faith in Jesus Christ can be lived out. If not, why talk about it at all? So you expect obedience in this conversation and you even expect grace. You even expect the more that only grace can do. Paul writes and he says, you know, I I expect even more. I know that you'll do even more than I am asking here. Grace is that even more. Grace is not just keeping the letter of the law. That's the law. Grace is going well beyond whatever law or command God has set to live it out in our hearts because of who he is. That is grace. So faith, you walk into the conversation applying your faith, raising your expectations, speaking, expecting obedience, expecting grace. Faith, here's what faith does. It does what Paul talks about in these verses. Faith refreshes your heart. And if you want to solve a conflict, you know this. You need a refreshed heart. Maybe Maybe it's a conflict you've been having with somebody that's been going on for a long time and you just can't seem to get to the right conversation. Or maybe it's been something you've been trying to get through to a friend for a long, long time. You know they're headed the wrong direction. Maybe it has to do with some habit in their life. Maybe it has to do with some relationship in their life that's going wrong. Maybe maybe you can see them slowly but surely walking away from their faith and you've tried to confront it again and again and again. You just can't seem to get there. What you need is a refreshed heart. Without your heart being refreshed, you're not gonna be able to have the conversation with a sense of faith. So Paul writes and he asked for that even from the one that he's talking to, even from Philemon. He says, give me some benefit. The word there is actually usefulness. The word there is onesimus. It's the name of this slave that has run away. Give me some usefulness, some benefit. Give me some onesimus, Paul is writing to Philemon as I'm sending Onesimus back to you. How is this benefit gonna come, this Onesimus? He says it comes as you refresh my heart in Christ. One of the most refreshing things is to see Jesus Christ work in people's lives. I love to see him work in people's lives. I love to see changed lives, to see his love evidenced in somebody's choice, that I would choose something different now because of who Jesus Christ is. I would choose character over the easy way out because of Jesus Christ. To see his love evidenced in forgiveness in somebody's life, that refreshes your heart. To see his love experienced in the way that they love someone else, that is like a spring breeze to your soul. It can change everything. Sometimes I can see it just in the light in somebody's eye. There's just a different light in their eye because Jesus Christ has changed their life. So now they have hope, even in a seemingly hopeless situation. Now they have strength, even when they feel like they are totally without strength. Refresh my heart in Christ by letting me see Jesus Christ at work in you. What an awesome picture. If you do the right thing in a relationship, the impact of that will refresh the hearts of many, many people. Anytime anyone lives with the burden of a conflict in their relationships, it affects everyone around them. And anytime someone lifts that burden, that impacts everybody around them too. If a conflict is bringing you down, I guarantee you there's other people around you that it's bringing down as well. You need a refreshed heart. And my prayer is that that refreshed heart might come from even the person you're having a conflict with, a disagreement with, or someone that you're trying to confront something with in in their life that is just taking them down. I pray for a refreshed heart in your life that change would happen in that person's life. Where do you get your expectations raised? Where do you get a refreshed heart? It can only come through Jesus Christ. It can only come from what he can do in your life and what he can do in other people's lives. So today, as we close in prayer, I want to take some time, just some time to pray that Jesus Christ in the way that only he can would refresh your heart today. Jesus, that's what we ask for. Some of us, we started the day today with a spring on our step and we felt lots of energy. And the truth of the matter is, it doesn't take us very far to get to a refreshed heart because we feel a lot of physical energy, a lot of emotional energy. Some of us today, we, we began the day physically down, maybe because of what we're going through with a doctor and with medicine in the hospital. Some of us, we began the day emotionally down because of what a friend is going through, because of what a son or daughter is going through, or husband or wife because of what we're going through. Maybe choices that someone else is making that's tearing their life apart, or choices that I have made that is that are now hurting other people. And Lord, we need a heart that's refreshed. I pray for the miracle of a refreshed heart. Through the presence of your spirit in our lives, that you would refresh our hearts right now. Give us the spark of hope that only you can give. And then, I pray, God, we ask for the even more personal miracle of seeing that spark of faith of life in someone else, maybe even the person that we're having a conflict with, maybe even the person that we're having a a disagreement with or we're needing to confront. Let us see change begin to happen. God, you know how we need hope, and you know how hopeless we, we become when we depend only on ourselves or only on our circumstances. So today, this day, Jesus... Help me to choose not to look at my circumstances, but to look at you. Help me to choose not to look within, but to look up. Help me to choose not to look at the past, but to look at your future. Jesus, I can't refresh my heart. I can do a lot of things, but I can't refresh my heart. Not truly, not deeply, not eternally. You can. So I pray. I pray by faith, even though I don't feel that it could happen maybe, I pray by faith that you would begin to refresh my heart today. And I ask this, Jesus, in your name, amen. Tomorrow, we're going to continue to look through how to deal with a conflict, how to help someone with a conflict in their lives. We're going to look at the importance of looking towards the future.